Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. Uh, first of all, before I even get into the show, um, I just want to say thank you. You know, those of you, man, over these past several days, but even even longer than that, but there's so many of you guys out there that have been such enthusiastic supporters of me and everything that I do, whether it's the podcast or Instagram or whatever it is. And and, and I, I really do. It doesn't go unnoticed. Like I, I appreciate it so much. And then um, there's those of you that listen to every single episode. Some of you might be listening for the very first time. Just know that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really genuinely grateful for every single one of you. And, um, and even like one thing that I noticed, like I just noticed that I don't have every single rating that I have on Spotify as a five-star rating. Like, man, you know, that's one of those things that just makes me like, you know, it humbles me. It, it makes me feel so grateful and, and supported. Um, like I know it takes like literally two seconds to rate the show, but but you took those two seconds to rate the show and you gave me a good rating. So like, man, thank you guys. Like seriously, I don't benefit whatsoever from doing this show. Okay. This show is something that I do because I feel like it's in line with my own personal mission, you know? And and I also feel, I also feel extremely grateful and fortunate to, and this is going to sound crazy, but, but to have gone through some of the things that I've gone through, you know, whether it was all the childhood traumas that eventually we'll dig through, um, you know, losing my my big brother and my hero in life, you know, when he was only 24 years old, um, going through drug addiction and then and then sobriety, um, getting arrested, right, getting arrested, losing my freedom, spending five and a half years in in prison, um, coming home and having to start my life over from scratch. I mean, tearing my, I started back over at the age of 25 with absolutely nothing. And now I've had to rebuild my life back, um, you know, as an adult, right? All of these things were incredibly difficult. Some of the, some of the, the most difficult experiences of my entire life and things that maybe some people will never be able to, to relate to. But through those experiences, I've been able to gain a perspective that I think not many people have. I've learned innumerable valuable lessons um, about life and about people that I just, I, I, feel, I feel undeserving. You know, I really do. And I feel this looming sense of indebtedness uh, to God or to society, to my parents, um, to myself. And... Um, you know, every day, every day I wake up feeling like I owe, you know, I wake up feeling like, man, how I, I, I didn't earn this life that I have. And maybe I did. But you know what? There's so many times where I where I willingly threw it away and God threw it back to me. And and for that reason, man, I really have decided that I just I just want to give I want to give everything that I got. And that's what this show is all about. Um, but for every every time you share it, Every time you share it on your Instagram story, every time you tell a friend at work about it, okay, guys, that means something to me because this is about helping as many people as is possible. It's about, it's about hopefully sparing one or two or three or five or a hundred or a thousand or a million people from having to go through what I had to go through to learn these lessons and to gain this perspective. That's what it's about. 
And so when you share the show, you, you move the mission forward. You help me in a way that, that, I could, that I can never, ever, ever repay you for. But I appreciate it. And one day, one day when I'm rolling in the big bucks, all right, because I do okay, but I'm not rolling in the big bucks yet. But one day when I'm rolling in the big bucks, I am going to figure out a way to repay and recognize those of you that have helped me along the way through sharing the show, through being a, sh a supporter. So thank you so much. I appreciate you very much. And uh, I hope that you like this episode too. I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be um, just because I'm just kind of going to wing it. Um, but it's Father's Day today. Okay. It's Father's Day today. I do hope, by the way, I do hope to be a father someday. Um, one of my favorite things, <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> I was just going to say, okay, it was a joke. It was a joke, but it's also a, a, a real thing. Okay. Something that I love about Grace is that Grace is so much younger than me. Okay. So I'm 29. Grace is actually 22. And, uh, and the fact that she's so much younger than me, it does, it gives me time, you know, as you guys know, but I, I do really do. I really do hope to have kids someday. Um, and it, and it really is inspired by my father. You know, I, um, I actually never, I, I have never had a relationship with my biological father. Okay. He was never in my life. I don't have a single memory, um, of him. He has reached out to me. I do know who he is. I do know where he lives. Um, but for all intents and purposes, my foster father, Okay, is my father. He's the only father figure I've ever had and ever known. Um, and he's a man that, that, that quite frankly, I mean, even as I've told stories over the years, I've, I've really very, very, very rarely brought him up. He doesn't get much recognition, much credit, because he's, he's that kind of guy. Man, he's a soft-spoken man of few words that is, that is just, he, he's relentlessly committed to supporting his wife and his family um, and making their lives great um, and not taking any credit for it. Like it's just, it's, it's incredible. Okay. It, it really is. And, and so today being Father's Day, uh, I don't know that my dad has ever listened to my podcast. That's the truth. He, I don't even know if he listens to any podcast. My, my dad is the kind of guy that'll like sit around and listen to like NPR or like ESPN radio, but that, that's it. And he's done that for as long as I can remember. Um, so who knows, but today he's, he, I'm going to try to get him to listen to this episode and maybe this will be the first time he listens. Um, but anyway, you know, my father does deserve a little bit of credit, a little bit of recognition. And so I wanted to share with you guys a few of the most valuable lessons that I've learned from my father over the years. Um, and again, man, I'm telling you, like everybody is going to say this about their dad. Okay. But I've known some great individuals. I mean, I, I've known people that I, I do. I do know. I currently know. I have people in my social circle, my friend group, who are real impactful people. I mean, there's impactful people everywhere. There's this guy, Robin Schwarma, who I really love. He talks about this concept, everyday heroes, right? There's everyday heroes everywhere you look, you know, kindergarten teachers and, you know, crosswalk uh, guards and, you know, all... There are these everyday hero, heroes, but I also know some people who are real, I mean, real catalysts for change. People that have changed, you know, industries or business or even com whole communities, the world. And, uh, and even among those people, my father is just one of, he is the greatest man that I've ever known. I mean, ever, 
ever, ever, ever. And he's such a man of, he's a man of principle, um, of just integrity. And so anyway, you know, the lessons that I've learned from him over the years, they really have inspired my vision for what, you know, my idea for, for what being a man should look like, right? And so anyway, I've got four, four lessons that I learned from my dad that I'm going to share with you guys today. But I want to give a little bit of context just as I get into it. So I've already mentioned that he's not my biological father. He's my foster father. And him and my mother have been married, ah, I don't know, I'm going to ballpark here, but going on like 35 years, something like that. Okay, and over the course of those 35 years, they, they've had their trials, their tribulations, just like every you know long-term marriage like that um, will, of course, encounter. But in addition to that, okay, it's important to note that like my parents, they either fostered or adopted several children, okay? Several. Me, my twin brother, my little brother, there's another one, Ryan, um, also my older brother who, who passed away, his name is Travis, but Travis's um, girlfriend at the time or fiance, then all of a sudden, then Travis's daughter. I mean, at one point, we all lived in the same house, okay? So, they, I mean, they're just incredibly selfless people. They only had one biological child, but they raised many children. And not only that, but my mom and my parents, we had the house growing up where all the kids called my mom, mom. Like, all the kids called my they would come to, we had the big snack pantry. You guys know what I'm talking about. There was always that one friend that you had where their mom had the best snack pantry. So you loved going to their house because you would get all the all your favorite snacks, right? Whether it was popsicles, Oreos, whatever, you name it, they had it. Okay, that was my house growing up, all right? We were the house that everybody wanted to hang out at, at our house, okay? We never went without. I mean, never, never went without anything. In fact, I didn't find out, I didn't even realize until I was like 25, 26 years old that we were actually lower middle class. Like we were not middle class and we were not upper middle class. We were lower middle class. My dad, my dad was the only, he was the sole breadwinner in my family. For my whole life growing up, my mother never worked. She was a mom. She was a stay-at-home mom full-time. And, and granted, I mean, there were several kids. I think there was never less than four kids in the house, okay? And that's and at times, there was up to like six kids in the house, okay? So my dad was the sole breadwinner this whole time. So including him and my mom, there was times when we had seven, eight people in the house, living in the house, all right? And my dad supported all of them. And he supported all of them on, I don't know, to this day, my dad is one of those, hey, you never ask a man about his finances and his politics, right? He's one of those guys. <laughs> At least he was when I was growing up. So to this day, I still don't know how much money he made back then or how much money he makes uh, currently. He still works at the same job. I believe he's had the same job his whole life. Um, but I know, for, I, I feel certain, okay, 99% certain that my dad has never made six figures. Never. Never made six figures. And now I've shared, and this is again, you know, you guys know I don't really like talking about money, but I have made six figures. Okay, I've made $100,000 a year. I've also made $200,000 a year. I've made $250,000 a year. And even making that, okay, with just, with just uh, me, my brother, and Grace in the house, okay, 
it feels like $250,000 is like the amount I'm supposed to make. Like that feels like the appropriate amount of income for a household of three people, okay? My dad raised a household and supported a household of seven, eight people on 60, 70, $80,000. Like I, right now as an adult sitting here in my, in my office, I have no fucking clue how he did what he did. I have no fucking clue. He's a, he's a magician. Okay. Um, and it just makes me feel extremely humbled and grateful to have somebody that was so committed to supporting us and to making sure that we never, that we never went without. Like Matt and I always had every basketball season, we would have a new pair of basketball shoes. Every, every, every season of any sport. And we played all sports all year round for the school. And we would play the travel leagues. Like, I don't know how he did it, but he did it, man. He did it. And it's really, really fucking cool. But okay. So four, I'm going to give you guys four lessons. One, your mother's always right, right? Your mother's right. Your mother's right. That's it. That's what my dad would say. Your mother's right. Okay. It's still your mother. And, um, you know, the lesson here is actually that your wife, your wife, your significant other. So for those of you ladies listening to this, so your significant other, when you choose to get married and you choose to do this happily ever after till death do us part thing. Okay. That is a fucking commitment that you make, um, to making to 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 keeping that person as your top priority no matter what. That person is number 1. That person is number 1 no matter what happens and no matter who it is. No matter if it's your kids or your boss or anything. My dad was so he was undeviatingly committed to my wife or excuse me to my mother um in a way that I just I I, I haven't seen almost anywhere else. Okay. My mother, they did not always agree, but I don't know if I can, if I can remember a single time where my father disagreed with my mother in public. Like seriously, I don't know if I can remember a single time where my father disagreed with my mother in public and they are very different people. So I know for a fact that there has been many, many, many times because my mom is like me. She's loud. She's outspoken. She's going to tell you exactly what she thinks all the time, no matter who you are. She doesn't care about nothing, okay? And my dad is the opposite. He's so reserved. He's a man of few words. He's quiet. Um, so I know there's been times where he wished that my mom would just shut up, Laura, okay? But never. I don't know if I remember a single time where my father disagreed with my mother in public. And then with us kids, same thing. Same thing. There's times when I know that my dad wanted to be, let's say, reasonable when my mom was being a little bit unreasonable and I'd argue and, and I was the same way that I am. You know, I was bad when I was a kid, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm a little bit savvy. You know, I can argue. My mom thought I was going to be a lawyer. And so I'd make really good logical arguments against her and I know I'd have her and my dad would say, you know what? Your mother's right. Your mother's right. And so, um, you know, that commitment to his wife uh, is something that is just, it's imprinted. It's imprinted on my brain. It really is like I, that kind of loyalty is, uh, and then, and then of course behind closed doors, they would disagree and they would talk through things and things like that. But man, that it, it's something that I admire so greatly. And I want to, you know, hopefully I live up to that. Um, when my life gets to that point, but that's one. Okay. Your mother's right. Number two, 
never lose your cool. Okay, I already mentioned that my dad was like this quiet, soft-spoken, reserved man. Um, and he really was. Like, he, he really was. I think there's only one time in my life ever that I remember my dad raising his voice. Like, one time. Ever. Okay? And I've, and, and I've known this man since I was 15 months old. Okay? And now I'm 29. And one time ever I can remember my dad raising his voice. It's incredible. Because I, I, I mean, I, I had a, such a bad temper when I was younger. Um, I really did. I would lash out at anybody, everybody, every time I got upset. My dad taught me, um, without even ever telling me this, that true strength, true strength is about operating from a place of reason and logic rather than emotion. Okay, my dad is not an emotional He's emotional like everybody else, but he does not allow for his emotions to dictate his countenance, his reactions, uh, the way that he treats people. One hundred, he is so steadfast in his disposition. It is incredible. Like it's it's it is incredible, and that's a sign. I feel like that's a, the sign a sign of true strength and discipline is no matter what through any adversity through no matter how volatile the people around you or your circumstances get, you're the same. You're the same. You show up, you think clearly, you take a deep breath, and you, and you speak with the same tone that you would. You treat people the same way that you would, even if you were in a good mood. And that's my dad. You know, and uh, I like to think that now, it took me almost 30 years, but now I'm a lot better at that than I used to be. Back in the day, I would just go up and punch you right in the face. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear, like I know that that's that's a super immature thing to say, but the truth is, I was immature. That's it, you know. That's it. I went through so much childhood trauma that, and I just didn't know how to deal with it back then. So, I mean, even up until the point when I was like 20, 21 years old, like if I like that, I would just fly off the handle. And it took me this long to realize, man, that was weak as fuck. You know, that was weak. That that was my own weakness. And and granted, I was a kid. I was working through things and. And I've grown now, but like when you're an adult and you allow for your emotions to dictate your your actions, um, it's weak as fuck. It really is. And you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer for your whole life if you allow for your emotions to dictate, to influence your decision-making process and, uh, and your actions and the way that you show up. Okay, and my dad, my dad is probably the best example I know of somebody that and and you know what? And Sal Frisella, I'll say this as well. Sal, Sal Frisella does this really well. Um, he's somebody that I respect a lot for this as well because, um, and he talks to me about this a lot. Like him and I have actually had conversations about this, but, but my dad is, is one of the best examples that I've ever seen of somebody who is just steadfast in his disposition. And now, now as an adult, I know that, that that's real strength. All right. Uh, number three. Okay. So number, number one, your mother's right. Number two, never lose your cool. All right. Number three, always help a friend in need. Okay. Always help a friend in need. My dad is the, is the guy. Okay. Is the guy that you call when you need some help because he, 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 I don't, I don't know if I've, I mean, this is a, this is almost a fault of his. Like seriously, there's been times, periods of time 
when my dad is so spread thin because he's working, you know, he's working, slaving away at his day-to-day, you know, chemical plant uh, factory job, then, you know, a friend needs help. Maybe they're building a house or something. They call my dad. My dad will go and then volunteer as much time as he possibly can, work himself to sleep, go, come home, go to sleep, go to work, come back, do it again, go over, help the friend. I mean, my dad, I don't know if he's, I, I've never seen him say no. Never. I've never seen him say no. When somebody calls and they need some help, my dad is there. He's there every single time. There's a, there's a, a famous like quote, and I believe it's, um, give and don't remember, receive and don't forget. All right? Give and don't remember, receive and don't forget. That's my dad. That's my dad. And, um, you know, and I'd like to think I took this from him. You know, I really do. Um, At least the give and don't remember, receive and don't forget because uh, I don't like it. I mean, I don't like to be recognized for the things that I do for people or have given people, at least not publicly, you know, uh, between us. Hey, that's cool. Um, but when people, you know, thank me and praise me and, you know, it, it honestly makes me uncomfortable because, uh, and it might just be, it, it's my dad rubbing off on me. Like, hey, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, that's what friends are for. And so my dad has never, never, ever, ever turned down a person in need, a person who called and, and, and had the humility to ask for help. Um, and then even he's always the first one to volunteer and offer help if he knows that you need it. And so um, it's just, again, it's one of his defining character traits like these things that i'm that i'm going through these four things these four things are my dad's in my mind they're they're the major four defining character traits of of my dad okay so always help your friends always help someone in need all right so number one your mother's right number two never lose your cool number three always help a friend in need and this last one this last one um it really is it's related to number three and it's just a reflection of how selfless of an individual, you know, my dad is. But number four is take care of the people around you. I did already kind of touch on, you know, that my dad, he, he never made a lot of money. Um, we have never gone without. He's, he's supported us 100% my whole life growing up. Um, but I don't know if I if I mentioned that, like, my dad literally used to work something called a rotating shift, okay? Now, rotating shift, some of you might be familiar with this, but it's basically you, you, you in several week increments. So I believe my dad used to do this two weeks at a time. So he would spend two weeks working days, which is seven to three. And then he would spend the following two weeks working nights, which would be three to 11. And then he would work the following two weeks working midnights, which would be 11 to 7. So 11 p.m., 7 a.m. And then he would just continue to rotate through these different shifts. And he would do that because doing that meant he would make a few extra bucks, right? It's almost like when you work overtime or you work overnights, they pay your hourly wage is a little bit more than it would be if you if you had the good shift. Okay, well, my dad would work that rotating shift because it would mean that he would he would work or he would get paid a little bit extra. And obviously he was the only breadwinner. We were at home, house full of kids. We wanna play all the sports. We have to have all the snacks in the cupboard. I mean, all the things, okay? I'm telling you, like we lived in this house. When I was in middle school and high school, we lived in this house that was like three stories. 
you know, it, it had a big backyard, a pond in our backyard, trampoline. We had a creek that like ran along our property line. The creek had a, a swimming hole dug in it. Um, you know, we had a hill in our backyard so we could sleigh ride and snowboard down in the winter. Um, I mean, it was just, we had a, two living rooms, one for the adults and one for the kids with, you know, video games and stuff like that. I mean, we just, we had a good life, a good house, a nice house, a big house. And, and, and to think like I do, I just literally still sitting here in my office right now. I have no fucking clue how he did it, you know, but my dad did what he had to do to make sure that we had that life. Like seriously, he did what he had to do. Unfortunately, and this is, you know, something that <clears throat> I'm sure is a conscious decision that he made. But a lot of my memories from middle school, elementary, um, high school, and, and childhood is with my mom. All of us kids probably would say the same thing. And it's because my dad was always working. He, wor he worked and he worked and he worked and he worked and he worked so that my mother could be a stay-at-home mother so that we could play sports year round, so that we never went without, so that we didn't know that in a, I mean, when we, when we were in middle school, high school, we were probably, you know, in the lower category of, of income households in our entire school district because we lived in a relatively wealthy area. And I never noticed. I never noticed. Like now I know because I'm an adult, but, and, I, and I know how those things work, but I never noticed. I, you wouldn't know it. Okay. And my dad, he did that, you know, he did that. And, and now if you know me personally, if you're part of my life, if you're a close friend of mine, or you know that I, this probably above all else, um, is something that I've taken after my father. You know, I, I, I like to think that I am a caretaker and I, and I, and I would do anything to see the people around me thrive and succeed. Um, it's something that really lights me up. It's something that makes me it inspires me to show up every day for you guys, people that I don't even know. Maybe I've never even met you in real life. I may, I may have never even interacted with you. But you know what? I feel, um, I feel responsible. I feel like I have an obligation. Um, if I have the, the opportunity and the ability you know, to, to, to make the people around me's life better, that I'm going to do that, even if it means making personal sacrifices, even if it means working long days, nights, weekends, even if it means, you know, going without uh, something that I want to do or, or, or something that I want to have, right, so that somebody else can do or have um, a better life. You know, my, my dad is, man, he's incredible. He really is. And so these four lessons that I learned from my dad, number one, your mother's right. <laughs> he's going to love that one. Two, Never lose your cool. Three, always help a friend in need. Okay, give and don't remember, receive and don't forget. And number four, take care of the people around you. Take care of them. Even if they're not your responsibility, even if they wouldn't take care of you, take care of the people around you. Always, always do everything that you can. You want to be that person. You want to be the, the glue that holds everybody together. You want to be you want to be the light that shines in everybody's life. You want to be the positive energy. You, you know, Grace tells me frequently about her grandfather, okay, on the Frisella side. So you guys, a lot of you guys are, are familiar with Andy and Sal. So Andy and Sal's father and Grace's grandfather are brothers, okay? So 
so Andy and Sal's father's brother, okay, is Grace's grandfather. That is like the the patriarch of the Frisella family, okay, and I mean all of them. Sal will talk about Grace's grandfather. You know, Andy will talk about Grace's grandfather. Um, Grace tells me a lot about uh, Aunt, her grandfather and how great of a man he was, how principled he was, and you know, and um, I, I I think often like man. That's that's who I want to be. There's not a single person ever that I've met ever that doesn't say this the exact same thing about that man. He was such a great man, unequivocally, and without exception, he was a great man that took care of the people around him. And I, and I think to myself, man, I want to be that. I want to be that for the people around me. I want to be that for the people around me. And one thing I can say about my dad is that he was that for the people around him. There's not a single person on this earth that could find a bad thing to say about my dad. And that wouldn't have, if he's ever come into, if you've ever come into contact with him, that wouldn't have nice things to say about him. You know, and so dad, for setting such a high standard and a bar to live up to, man, I appreciate you so much. From the bottom of my heart, you're fucking awesome. I I, I really do. And, and, and it's my life's mission. It's my life's mission to uh, to uphold the standard that he set. You know, so uh, because of you, my idea of of a man, you know, of what it means to be a man is somebody that respects and cherishes his wife and his family. That's calm, cool and collected that doesn't allow for emotion to influence his decision making process or the way that he treats people. You know, that's always there for his friends, always there to help somebody that needs it. And uh, and somebody that that takes care of the people around him, friend, family, or 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 complete stranger, you know. So thank you for that, guys. Thank you for listening. Happy Father's Day to all my fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to all my dog dads out there, because now I'm a dog dad. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I I I I really do. Seriously, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you next time.